Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochilillo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also uh, thank my contributors to the show, who are executive producer Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, senior editor Amanda Steele, author of Ghosts of Me, binaural production engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And if you're interested in becoming a contributor to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find a bunch of information there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Michael Perlin, and he is an author and a filmmaker. It's rare that I get somebody who has done both. Uh, The movie is called Three Magic Words. And the book is called Fantastic Adventures in Metaphysics, An Extraordinary Journey into the Nature of Reality. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So, man, what is the nature of reality? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, It's different for a lot of people. What's it to you? Nah, I'm not answering. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the interviewer. (laughs) Yeah. So... uh, you know, the, the reality that we question every day that we can't see. And uh, I, uh, the book is p- pretty much about uh, how we all got here, how the human life and life on the planet began, and uh, all the different myths and legends about it. So when we asked our quest- the question, what is the nature of reality, uh, that's pretty much it. The answer to that question answers the question. So... Mm. Yeah, lots of uh, theories, mm-hmm. lots of uh, speculation, and lots of answers. Do you think that reality is God trying to understand itself? I do. I think that uh, uh, God is living and breathing through us all, all living things on the planet, all everything that exists is um, has uh, this god consciousness and um and it's part of the game here it's the, on this planet yeah. yeah a lot of people are, are i think are waking up to that truth and they're feeling that connection um and they know that uh they are connected right mm-hmm. i mean for me that's the only reason i could think of why anything would exist if something became conscious and then it had to ask yourself why am i conscious and how am i going to understand this so then it has to run itself through every possible improbability that it can come up with and then take that information back and figure itself out. Yep, that's right. And uh, I mean, what would you do if you created a universe? Uh, you, you just sit around and watch it? Or would you want to go in and take part in it and experience it? And that's what I think, uh, I mean, it, Common sense tells me that you would want to experience it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of fun, too, being alive, nonetheless. 
Um, I do think the thing that trips most people up is feeling separate, feeling different, feeling unique. Yep. That's what all the masters in history have told us is that the separation consciousness is what's keeping us um, divided. And, uh, and it's part of the game. You know, we, we, we came here wanting to feel like we are not it and um, having a separate ego so that we can experience physical uh, material pleasures and, um, and life in the material, in the material realm. Um, but eventually you start to realize you are not your ego and your personality. And that's the goal here is to actually wake up to that truth. And I think it's when we can get rid of that separation consciousness is when peace will finally happen on the planet because we'll all see each other as one, right. as you and me. Yeah. And you just can't hurt yourself. People can't hurt another living being when they know it, that it's them. So that's uh, the right. goal. It reminds me of two books that I've read that really had an impact. I mean, one was How to See Yourself as You Really Are by the Dalai Lama. And another one is by a Buddhist teacher named Nam Thupton. And he has a book called No Self, No Problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, so what are some of the tools that, that you can offer people to get rid of the separateness? Well, I made that movie, Three Magic Words, to do that very thing. Um, and it is really... Uh, easy to understand it, it can speak to anyone at any spiritual path on any of any religion um and it takes the common theme taught by the masters in in all cultures in all history um it was it's it's there in that film you know, if you want to know the meaning of spirituality without religion if you want to know how to actually get connected to that unity consciousness that movie is uh, was made for that reason. So, uh, and it, and it has done that um, for a lot of people. We've gotten a lot of feedback. People that have um, really been able to deprogram themselves from mm -hmm. their up upbringing um, and uh, have been transformed by it. So it's been really received well, which is really really happy about. So that's that movie was made for that reason. Where is it available? Uh, Amazon Prime. In the states and canada and the uk and their rental is also available for um anything international you can go on the website and rent it yeah. cool um so one of the things that you're big on is is metaphysics metaphysics um i mean well first what is meta what are metaphysics metaphysics to me is the nature reality and the existence of god Okay. Is metaphysics something that um, ties all religions together? Do you think it's like a common denominator? It's really, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it really means what we cannot see past the physical. Um, and so we know that there's so many things that exist that we can't see, obviously. Uh, radio waves, um, Lots of other waves, <laughs> sound waves, <laughs> but uh, I was going to go into a lot of things. But um, yeah, um, so we know that there's other dimensions, other realms that we can't see that uh, that um, are there and other senses. So 
Um, it is what we can do that we can only go so far as a human, a human being on the planet. Um, we can only see and set up what we believe and think is there by faith. And that's what the religions are. So, and that's fine. I mean, some people love to have their faith and have their beliefs because it makes them happy and gives them uh, hope. Um, but there really is more. Um, and metaphysics kind of says, okay, if you look past the religions, past everything you've been told, past books even, and go straight to the source. And through meditation, uh, so many different spiritual practices, you can actually tap into that. And metaphysics is just the um, going beyond what we can see, hear, and touch. What is the difference between metaphysics and quantum physics? Well, quantum physics is the scientific um, scientific uh, study in how things work on the macrocosmic level and the microcosmic level. So what we can study, test, and and see how molecules relate to each other um, and how things relate to each other on a subatomic level and how electrons react to each other. So we can see that and we can actually learn that the Heisenberg principle is true where electrons behave a certain way when you study them, they will react. If when you look at them and you're observing them, they'll react differently than if you're not observing them. So we know that there's something going on there with our consciousness that's affecting matter. So quantum, just quantum physics on the quantum level is the um, action and reaction of certain things on the micro, you know, and the microcosmic. Right. Level. So it's a whole different thing. I mean, metaphysics is, goes beyond that. It goes to, to, into God consciousness. Quantum physics is the reaction of physical matter. Which you can learn a lot from both, because it's all the same thing. So, so they are sort of the same. Oh, yeah. One's just more of a spiritual path, where one's more of a scientific approach. Yeah, an merging of the two. To me, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, how how do we use these this knowledge of, of metaphysics? to improve our lives? These are great questions. These are deep questions. I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, you can take my advice on that. Um, um, but I would say, you know, take, no, don't just listen to what I have to say about it, but listen to yourself and listen to everyone else and then come up with your own conclusion. But if you're going to ask me how I do it personally, I, I'm not going to tell other people how to do it. But for me, um, metaphysics is going on a path to learn the spiritual truths from all teachings, from all masters, from all gurus. Open mind taking in as much as you can, not pushing anything out just because you're running it through the filter of your own dogmatic religion that you were born into. That's going to get you stuck. So keep the mind open. Let it all come in. And then 
you can decide for yourself what works for you and throw out the rest. For me, it was meditation. For me, it was taking the advice of all the masters and seeing everyone as you equal in God. Seeing everyone as a God, as a spark of God, as someone, as God um, living through each and every one of us. And you can do that. You can let God see the world through your eyes when you walk around in your everyday activity. You're going to love everyone unconditionally. You're never going to see anybody with hate. You're never going to discriminate against them because you know that truth. Um, you, know, you can't. It wouldn't be, it's not in, it just wouldn't even ever come up for you. And it takes a while to get there for some people, obviously. The way the world is going right now and the way it has been for so long is that separation consciousness that we talked about. So um, for me, I, uh, that's where I, that's where I take it. Um, and that's my truth because that's what I've learned. Um, and all the religions have even taught that. There's a mystical side to them, a hidden um, side to the religions that teach that truth that we are we are all divine um so why haven't why haven't we caught on to that yet because our ego doesn't want to um, and once you know that and you know you're not your ego you know that it's there for that reason that it's trying to stop you from seeing that truth then you'll be able to catch it because it happens to me all the time even every day when i walk around and i forget Somebody will do something or say something. And then I'll remind myself, oh, they're me. Be nice. And I don't engage and walk away. So we have to do. We have to stay in check, check ourselves. So what you're suggesting to people is to be a pacifist. If somebody comes up and punches you in the face, and you, 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 you don't whoop their ass. No. You do, but with love. <laughs> Just like, yeah. You know, and the reason I say that is because um, even a Hindu mother will smack their kid because there are certain things you don't do and you need to be disciplined for. And uh, so, you know, even the great uh, Lahiri Mahasai, um, actually, Sri Yuteshwar, who's very firm and very disciplined with his with uh, his uh, with his uh, apprentices, and uh, he didn't let anybody, uh, you know, uh, cross the line. So yeah, you 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 also need to be firm and strong. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe in war. I think right. war should be. I think war should be illegal. Uh, there's always a way. Even if you look at the, uh, the old Star Trek, if you ever watch Star Trek, they always, always talked out of war. They always had a way to talk out of it. There was always a diplomatic solution to not going to war because of the consequences of war is so much greater. And it just messes things up. So, yeah, with love. And then you can help them afterwards. All right. I Get mean, there, there's no love in dropping an A bomb on somebody, but but you can, you know, fight somebody physically in a fair fight and walk away friends. Exactly. Without anybody dying. <laughs> yeah, right. You see it in the movies all the time. Yeah. They're like, 
with friends after they fight. No, but um, yeah, yeah, I would not. I wouldn't say uh, just be a pacifist. It doesn't work in this reality. But no. in one day, one day maybe it will. One day maybe um, when we all realize what that we're God um, consciousness in 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 a physical body, um, it would be actually uh, rare for someone to raise uh, uh, their fist in aggression mm-hmm. and they they would look like uh, the oddball and they would have to be uh sent to sent to i mean it kind of we're kind of getting there so, you know you, you can press charges against somebody and they'll go to jail for hitting you but um you know fighting we, we've already come to a to a, a place right now in our society where fighting's not um really appropriate and uh you know, you can get in trouble for it. So we're slowly coming out of this dark age where you could just go down the street and shoot somebody or chop their head off. We're not, at least we're not there anymore. Uh, at least uh, through time, things have gotten much better. I mean, women can vote. Afro-American uh, are, are getting more rights and they we even voted in a black president. So things have changed. We, we're, we're getting better. Um, and we just have to keep, uh, hanging out, hanging in there and seeing how far we can go Hmm. and not destroy the planet before that happens. And how do we do that? I mean, one of the things that, that about metaphysics that has come up in some of my interviews recently is that it only takes a couple percent of people to influence like another 25% of people to create a positive change. Um, is that something yeah. that you're trying to do with, you know, the movie and your book You try to get people to move in that right direction to create change? Yeah, that's right. There's, I think it's a third If the third of the uh, planet shifts their consciousness. Then we can uh, change the world. Um, and, it's going to be, that's where it's going to have to start, through individuals, through the consciousness. It's um, it's not going to start by, by the, there's nothing we can do. Uh, the government's not going to be able to change. You have to change <laughs> each individual because that's when it starts to shift. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I made the book and the movie for exactly that reason. Um, it's just putting my two cents in. I just don't, things on this planet, most of my life I've never agreed with the way things are. And I don't think anybody does. And I think we, while I'm still alive on it, I've got, I'm, I'm really motivated to actually do whatever I can say, whatever I can write, whatever I can to prevent uh, the earth's destruction. Um, Because I, from all the research I've done, all the metaphysical studies, all uh, the ancient uh, documents uh, and sacred texts have been telling us that we were going on these cycles, cycles almost every 30,000 years. Mm-hmm. Going to a dark age, everything is destroyed, and we, then we start over again. Um, and so there is, there's, we don't know how long we've actually been on this planet. We don't know how long the human race has been going through these cycles of destruction and then construction. Um, lots of stories, lots of theories. 
um, even on other planets. I mean, it could have happened on Mars. Obviously, you probably are aware of the fact that yeah. there could have been civilization there millions of years ago. And that could have been us. Completely annihilated. Mm -hmm. Don't know how. So what can we do? What can you do while you're alive on this planet? Do you think, do you want to? That's another question we ask is why do you care? A lot of people have asked me, like, why do you care if the earth just gets destroyed? What does it matter to you? You know, and that's, that's actually only one person I've ever asked me that in my life. And I realized what a great question that was because people want to know what, why, what do, why do I need to do anything at all? And that's a question you have to ask yourself. Do you want, do, you know, what is, what do you feel like your purpose is here? Do you feel like your purpose is just to eat, sleep, and die? Or do you want to make your life more meaningful? Do you want to do something for future generations? I don't know. Maybe it's because I watched a lot of Star Trek. Maybe that's why. But <laughs> that's my purpose. I feel like I want to put my two cents in and and, and plant a, a, a seed, a conscious seed that can help humanity at least evolve a little bit more um, and uh, love a little bit more. And I'm not the only one. So many other people have also gone in that path. Right. Um, who do you think, do you think that there's a force behind the negative that happens? You know, like a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, all these bad things that are happening is because of, um, you know, demonic forces or some type of invisible negative forces. Some people will blame the Illuminati. Others will uh, blame reptilians. Um, do you uh, subscribe to any of these theories? I love that question, and I'm glad you asked it. So I'm going to go with um, my metaphysical studies here and all what all the masters have told us. A lot of people don't know. Basically, what they say is that man, women uh, as a collective... Uh, since we've first started on this planet, have created the negativity um, through our negative ego. And that starts to grow and and energetically. And uh, from greed and hate and fear and lust, and these all these things start to grow and create this energy, uh, this dark energy. Um, so the Scott, the um, scribes of the Bible called it Satan. Jesus called it Satan. Um, it's all symbolic. It's this energy that's been building up from time for so long that we've created. And um, so we're really just talking about the negative ego of everybody on the planet. And yes, that force can get strong. It becomes a dark force, just like Star Wars. Really no different. Um, and you can call it whatever you want. But um, it does take over uh, and can uh, possess people. And if they're not, uh, if they're susceptible to it. And I think it has a lot, to, a lot of, uh, that's what cause, is causing a lot of problems on the planet right now. Hmm. But I'm not, I don't, I'm aware of all the conspiracy theories. I, I wrote about that in my book. I have a chapter about it. I'm aware of all of them. But nobody can actually say 
that any particular one is what actually is happening because you're not in the club. You're not going to know. They're not going to tell you. There's, it's these organizations, if they do exist, they're invisible. So you're never going to know the truth. So what I tell people is just stop. Stop worrying about it. Just causing it, just feeding more dark energy into that, into that uh, force. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I'll be honest. I think there's a problem with that theory. And the, the, the problem that I have with that theory is that if reality is truly God trying to understand himself, <clears throat> then he is equally responsible for the negative as much as he is for the positive. Um, so possibly going to either extreme could end up with the same result. So if you create a species to um, experience the physical world and you put them in and you give them free will to do whatever they want so that it's sort of a school and they can kind of learn how to live not knowing their divine connection, um, then this is a common result this is this is expected right they're either going to choose the dark side or the light and yeah there's a great book called the arantia book it's like a thousand pages. I, I have it. <laughs> it took me a year to read it and basically it says that uh you know when you have a a realm that's created by the creator gods this is a pretty deep um creator gods that came and they created the realm and then they put on uh, a uh, Adam Cadman uh, body that can uh, allow the souls to reincarnate and create them. All this stuff, metaphysical stuff. But um, when you do that, it's very common for the uh, species to defect. Um, and uh, the angelic realm expects that. Um, and that's why they're here to assist us. It's part of the plan. Um, so we chose all to be here. And this planet sits on a solar system that's on the very edge of the galaxy, far away from that center where all that light is. So, I mean, to me, I get it. We're, we are currently in a dark uh, on a dark planet. Look at what we used to do to people, burning women at the stake because we thought they were witches on the presumed authority of Christianity. I mean, it's really some really bad stuff. Why? Why did we do that? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing what we're doing now? Um, it's a question you have to ask yourself. Are we choosing the dark side? Or is it just a, a result of being in this on this particular world, in this particular place, in the solar system, in the galaxy, in, mm -hmm. in this particular time? And the time also is a factor you might think oh we're in the modern day age this is look at all this new technology and you know new age and spirituality is starting to come out in the mainstream sure but we're still in primitive times very primitive times we're in a cycle probably one of those cycles i told you about we're just coming out of the dark age into the age of aquarius according to all the masters that's another thing they tell mm -hmm. us 
this is all going to come to a close now. So we can look forward to that. Um, it's supposed to come out into a golden age, into an age of enlightenment, where we start to build huge, giant pyramids to, to last the test of time so we can try to maintain, try to hold on to that that uh, that beauty and that enlightenment that we we achieve and so that we can we can leave that that behind for the next generation that go into a dark age and hopefully they remember where we once were and where we achieved because if we go through too many dark ages without maintaining without holding on to those secrets of who we really are we will destroy the planet and that's the goal, I think, here. So we have to try to maintain it. Once we achieve it again, like in the days of Atlantis, once we achieve that again, we got to hold on to it and hopefully plant seeds, uh, plant enough, maybe even colonize another planet mm -hmm. so that we don't lose that information. <clears throat> Interesting. So you just made me think of three questions at once. So I'm just going to throw them all out there before I forget what they are. Um you know, one is you mentioned that this is sort of like a, a school. Um, a lot of people who bring that topic or, or, or use that terminology are people who tend to go by the holographic universe type of theory. Um, the other thing that you mentioned is time. Um, a lot of people who, some, I mean, some people believe that time is linear. Some believe that it's all happening at one time. And if it's all happening at one time, that means everything is probably predetermined and there's no free will. Um, so, you know, what, what is your take on those two uh, topics? Yeah. So if time can, according to, you know, the great uh, physicists and even the masters, they say that time is not linear and time is everything is happening all at once. And, uh, why can't uh, we still have free will with if everything's happening all at once? Why does that mean that everything? Because if everything's happening at once, that means there has to be multiple me's running through every probability and every possibility. That's what they see when they look at electrons. Mm -hmm. What as above, so below. That's what the great masters also said. So yes, I think that that's a possibility. And with that possibility, it could even, and they, they touch upon this in a lot of the sci-fi stuff, the multiple universes and all that, but what, you know, maybe you could also go further and say that if that's the case, then, then there's probably um, many different paths that we take when we make decisions and create new realities um, every second. So, which is kind of wild to think, mm -hmm. but um, and that goes into the whole simulation theory <laughs> that Elon Musk and some other right. people have talked about. Um, are we in a simulation? And I think it, it, it you can you don't have to say are we in a computer simulation on someone's desk. That's not what they mean. What they mean is when you look at the holographic theory of everything being like energy and everything's just vibration vibrating we know that to be true so there really is an illusion we are just seeing everything as as solid because of our um our perception of it but we all know 
we've already proven that it's all energy. So if it's all energy, then it's all illusion. And it's kind of God's simulation. Like we can all, we can all know that we are in a school, in a game. And the game has consequences. If you choose the dark side, if you choose to hurt others and choose to be bad in the game, it's going to be, there's going to be consequences for you. They call that karma in the Eastern traditions. Um, so to me, it is a game. Mm. And that's what keeps me going. I mean, it keeps me laughing all the time. Um, and if I were actually playing a video game with a joystick in my hand, um, I would be doing the exact same thing I'm doing in this reality. I'd be going over to people and saying, hey, do you want to come out of the, do you want to come out of feeling stuck and see if they say yes or no? People say they, that say yes go on spiritual paths. People that don't stay in the same life that they have been born in. Wow. One of the things that you just also mentioned was about, you know, when we possibly could have been originally on Mars and came here and wiped out Mars and things like that. One of the things that I think about with our current situation with COVID and the masks and everything, I wonder if the whole thing has been contrived to make people wear masks and the masks are basically there to collect DNA. So they take the DNA. So, so all these masks go off to the dump. They scoop up the mask. They have our DNA. They create clones of us, throw them into a secret space program and use them to clone to create a twin earth. Do you think that's a possibility? I think they're using them to create pig snouts to put on our butts. <laughs> that's what you just said to me. I'm sorry. That's what it sounded like to me. I don't, I would say, I'd say don't get caught up in that. Um, now you can theorize about the virus and the vaccines, but the mask thing really, I, we wear them when we do surgery and operate on people. So we don't get germs on their, in their flesh. Right. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, that that's just a that's just a result mm-hmm. of virus. It's not a conspiracy, and to me, I would not get caught up in that. You want to really talk about theories and conspiracies? I would go to the source where it all started, how it began, and why. Then we can have an intelligent conversation about it. Interesting. I mean, I think that the actual virus just started here in the United States, myself, because I had it. And the first time I had it was in December of 2019. So I had it before they even acknowledged that it was here in the U.S. So I, I don't believe it started where they say it started. But that's sort of a different topic. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I do want to, we mentioned about the, the, the uh, two Earths. Um, there is a lot of, of stuff about that from the um, in metaphysics. Um, Dolores Cannon spoke about it. That um, and some of the and the Hopis, um, some of the Native Americans actually talked about the Earth birthing a, a, a an egg, birthing into and splitting into one one Earth and then leaving the other behind. And some people will go to the new Earth, some people won't. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting that I keep hearing about that. 
and I don't really know what it means, and I don't know if they already happened, because I don't think we would know if it happened or not. And I don't know which earth we are on right now, or if we went to the other one. It doesn't seem like we <laughs> looks like we got stuck on the old one, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. But there could be countless twin Earth. I mean, you know, if it's just something that a pattern that's repeating itself over and over and over again, and that's our way of moving through the galaxy. Who mm. knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Very interesting stuff. That goes really into more of um, the the weird metaphysical stuff because I don't know how to. Um, I don't really know what the truth is there. What I can't, I can't see the the truth in that that idea. Right. Um, when you use meditation, what type of meditation do you use? Eyes closed, sitting still. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so it's just so, so it's just mindfulness. You're not using astral projection or or chakra meditation or trying to connect with other entities. You're just doing sort of a a, a basic um, Theravada type of meditation. The, here's the thing about meditation: is the goal is to quiet the mind and quiet the thoughts, so that you can. Um, connect with the source that's the only way you can do it mm-hmm. um leaving your ego personality and that's remember that ego separation is causing the problems on earth so when you can quiet your mind close your eyes get rid of all the thoughts that are coming through sometimes you have to sit for an hour to do that but it's important if you do that and every day if you can find time if you can't do it once a, every couple of days or do it at least do it once a week but do it they say you do it as many minutes as your age what the masters tell you so you do that until the thoughts go away and you'll find that connection and that love inside and that peace and and then you will be able to actually take that with you in your everyday life and you'll see it it really works it helps you to act differently to react differently um and to just observe the things going on around you and then being more compassionate um with everything going on right now all the conspiracy theories, the division, um, left and right, all the accusations and blame. Um, I, to me, there, there's just two types of people on the planet. There's no left. There's no right. There's no um, conspiracies. There's no satanic demon party that's doing this over here. To me, there's just two types of people. There's those who have compassion for others and those who don't. Mm-hmm. The more you meditate, seek a spiritual path, the more you develop that compassion for others. And you stop blaming, pointing, accusing, because you don't know. That's another thing. You judge others. Uh, it's You don't know. You're not in the club. So you're not going to know the real truth. You're not going to know anything. You're not going to know about the virus, the, the, the masks, the vaccine, the satanic pedophiles. <laughs> it's just a huge wormhole that you get caught into because somebody in their basement decided to 
do an experiment and see how many people make an influence. <laughs> so I say, stop it. I say, stop it. Just come back to being compassion, being love. <laughs> That's funny. Right. You, you don't know how many interviews I've done where people say that there's this evil cabal eating children. <laughs> You're talking about QAnon. A lot of my friends, half of the conscious community that I knew in Los Angeles got caught up in QAnon. And I feel very strongly about it because I saw Trump and QAnon destroy the conscious community. Right. And I'm very upset about it, I have to say. So whenever I can, whatever I do, whenever I can get on mm -hmm. and influence people, I tell them to get out, to stop and stop getting caught up in negativity, conspiracy theories, judgment, hate. And blame because you don't know yeah. you're judging others and you don't know the truth mm -hmm. um, there's two types of people on the planet those who have compassion for others and those who don't are you living in compassion no there's no democrat and republican those are just mm -hmm. labels we gave parties that we created from the constitution it's no such thing. It's illusion. We're all human beings. Right. Yeah, and, and I agree. I totally agree with you on all that. Um, it is kind of a bummer that, that people are going down that road. Um, They'll get out of it. You know, one of the interviews I did that was really interesting um, was with... Um, I was talking to Clive Prince about it. He's written tons of books on um, Illuminati and Templars and stuff like that. And they mentioned that, that this is like the oldest trick in a political book. You know, like I thought it was just completely, complete insanity. And they're like, no, 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 this has been done, you know, for, for forever. And they just come up like, well, what's the worst thing we could think of to blame people for? <laughs> and, and, and that's usually what it is, is pedophilia yeah, yeah. and eating babies and stuff like that. And they run. Did you know that. Hitler did that? Hmm? I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but Hitler accused the Jews of pedophilia and drinking uh, the blood of, of children. Hitler did that. That's how he got millions of people to go against uh, those to go to go uh, to support genocide. So they're just playing the Hitler playbook. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you've got when you're interviewing these people. That's what they're, they're believing in uh, this strategy that they're using to divide and conquer, to yeah. divide it. Yeah. And I wrote about Illuminati in my book. I mean, there's a, the, there's a, there's the Freemasons, were infiltrated a long time ago by a fake Illuminati, and then they they were able to take power and do take take control of our our, our, our money our monetary system. Um, and uh, so I don't disbelieve it. I think it, there may be some truth there. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, you're not going to know. You can't you can't you can't go after an invisible cabal. They don't exist because you don't know who they are. You think they're right. going to be able? You can't take them down either. It's impossible. 
So you have to live your life, have compassion for others and be happy and look at the positivity and look at and, and, and help others and, and just live as God seeing the world through your eyes and plant seeds when you can. And if you see somebody being negative, ask them if they would want, if they want a better life and then help them. Mm. Um, it's just so rewarding when you can do that for people. How do you, get, how do you get people to change their thinking though? I mean, you can't force people to think somewhere, think something other than what they think, because then that would make me as guilty as them trying to force somebody me to think like them. So, so there has to be a different strategy, one where somebody's not being forced, you know, um, into believing something or or being told that they're wrong, and then they automatically become defensive and combative. Sure. Yeah, you don't don't ever tell anyone that they're wrong. You just uh, you can all you can, all you all you have to do is ask them. Do you you want to stay caught up in hate and negativity? Do, is I mean, if you want to stay caught up in that, that's your choice. So I got to do. Then they'll start to ask themselves, hmm, "Is this making me hate other people?" Well, I guess it is. Think about that. You know, you're, you're hating other people that you don't even know. Like you're hating other people that you you don't even know the truth. You don't even know what's true. You're getting brainwashed, basically. And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll point your finger, they're pointing their finger at you saying you're the one brainwashed. I'm like, I'm just telling you not how not to hate and fear. That's all I'm doing. Just, you know. Wow. I can hear them too. They'll say, Oh, but you're not um you're not um they'll say stuff like you you need to be aware of this stuff so you can take action and and do something to stop it. Like, stop what? Do you even know if it's true? You know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to stop? Right. I think one of the things that happens, though, is people with, with that negativity is it creates anger. And then anger releases a chemical reaction in their brain yeah. That makes them feel powerful and they right. become addicted to that. So they have, it's almost like you have, to, like, like if they, they're, they're, and once a person's addicted, the choice becomes very limited, you know, like, like with a drug addict, you know, the, the choice to get off of heroin. Right. Like you don't just say, oh, yeah, one day I want to get off of heroin and stop. No, it, it's, it's, it's a long, painful ass process. <laughs> That you right. have to yeah, go through. And I think it's the same thing with this, this this anger thing. It is. And it's the same thing when you get involved into a cult. You're not going to take other people's advice. You have to make the decision for yourself to get out. Um, you're not going to listen or hear anybody else. But um, there's a great movie uh, called Cue Into the Storm. And um, it's, 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 it's like a deprogramming film for a lot of people. It's pretty good. Hmm. But... Um, yeah, you're right. They get addicted to that, and then they become uh, uh, superior. It's, uh, I call it spiritual ego. They think mm-hmm. they're they 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 got it. They think they know. They really know what's going on. They got it now, and so now they're on a mission, on purpose. And I think, you know, COVID didn't didn't help. A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are very mad and angry because they think 
and I'm not saying this may be true or not, because I don't know, but sure, the virus could have been man-made. Um, it's been talked about even before this happened that, that, that the powers that be might try to decrease the population. It could be or not, but that's caused a lot of people, a lot of fear, a lot of anger, and uh, they're trying to fight back. Yeah. But you can't, but you can't, my point is you can't. I'm just um, going on with, you know, it's like, you have to see it this way. You, we're so much better. We're so privileged to be living in the time that we're in now where you, you don't have to run into a bunker with your children and hide from Nazis. I mean, you, you, so you, you can look at this as like a time of war, but it's, it's not as bad as time of war in the old days. So you have to just hang in there and sit through it and survive. We had to do it. We had, we've had to do it for centuries. Don't yeah. don't uh, speculate. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's going to destroy you and your friends. Yeah, I've lost a lot of friends over this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been lucky that I haven't lost any friends. However, I will say that I'm very neutral. You know, like. In fact, not even neutral. I sort of just don't care. My whole thing mm -hmm. is like, man, I don't care what you think. If you're fun to hang out with, I want to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's I, just... But what I'm saying is I've lost friends because I don't want to be around people that are just uh, living in that fear, hate, negativity all the time. Mm -hmm. So I have to be... You have to really be careful who you associate with. And it also tells me a lot about their path. And I'll wait. When when it when when they're done, I'll know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I just hang out with everyone. I don't give a right. shit. I'm just. Good. I mean, I, I don't know if it's. I'm not. I'm just. Um, yeah, but I don't want to hear. Apathetic versus compassionate but, or sympathetic or empathetic. But maybe I could be apathetic and compassionate at the same time. Because in a way, apathy is beyond duality. Yeah. I, I, I see where you're going. Yeah. I mean I and I, I can I can understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just sometimes I get impatient and I don't wanna put my energy or brain power towards something that I that is not productive for me right yeah I've got more things to do <laughs> like this podcast <laughs> <laughs> this is great I'm no I'm really glad this but that it went to this place because most of the radio interviews I do we don't go into that much of the uh, current events and what have ha what has happened to our um Unity, United States of America, it's supposed <laughs> to be. So yeah, it's uh, it's sad that um, we we've got to be able to to uh, bring it back together in a cohesion, and I hope we can do that after all this. Right. So since you're on Dolores Cannon's um, with public publishing company, how do you do? You think that there is a species of spiritual beings or extraterrestrials? guiding us or raising our consciousness out of this mess? I've come to the conclusion that is a big possibility. Who are they? 
<laughs> um, so I don't know how many, and I could theorize on the different races out there from all the books that I've read and who they are and what they're doing. Um, but it's in my book. Um, Fantastic Adventures of Metaphysics. Most of that book is what that's about. Um, all the different legends and myths and bringing them all together and, and finding a, an answer to how we all got here, who brought us here, um, how long we've been here. And there's actually a lot, a lot of documented evidence in there too, as far as looking at different sites and archaeological records and, and um, structures that are out of place and out of time. Mm -hmm. um, and going through all the experts on the subject as well. Wow. So, yeah, it's there. Um, crop circles, you can't explain those. Right. Amazing all over the planet. And there's, I think they're just two-dimensional. You can see in the movie Thrive and, and other movies like uh, that are out, that, uh, they appear to be two-dimensional depictions of a three-dimensional object, uh, symbol. So it's really interesting when you pull those up from the fields and make them into a three-dimensional mm -hmm. unit, what we can learn from it. But it, they're just kind of like messages, I think, that they're planting down here to wake us up a little bit more. When we're going to be able to decipher the messages, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I can't wait till disclosure happens. I, I'm, I'm, I really love Stephen Greer and what he, what he talks the about. C5. Yeah. Now, David Wilcox, I used to like him a lot, but I think he he's one of the, um, unfortunately, he planted a lot of seeds with the satanic pedophilia stuff. And mm. that's, that's a problem for me. Obviously, you can see where that went. So I tend to resonate more with Stephen Greer's material right. on the subject. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm really, um, it's part of my interest is extraterrestrial influence on planet Earth. And how long they've been here. What do you think about schoolyard UFO landings? Do you think that these UFO, uh, these aliens are purposely targeting children to influence the direction of humanity? I've never heard of that. Really? There's like one. Are you talking about like crystal children and indigo children? No, no, like no. I'm talking about like a real, like in Zimbabwe, like a, a flying saucer landed. These aliens came out. They telepathically communicated with these children. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's what happened to Nikola Tesla. Yeah. Um, he even talked about it. Very When he was a child, the uh, holographic ray came down from the sky right into his brain. And then ever since then, he had all these ideas. So, hell yeah. Hmm. Hell yeah. I mean, they've probably been doing that for a long time, and they probably did it to Steve Jobs. Right. <laughs> LSD also helps. <laughs> Steve Jobs, <laughs> said he, you never know. I mean, that can break you up a certain part of your dormant DNA mm -hmm. and tap into, tap into the cosmos. And we can. I mean, look at that. Look at these geniuses and what they've been able to create. They, they're tapping into something beyond Earth. Uh, it's apparent to me that that's what they're doing. Do you do LSD? I don't do it. Have you ever done it? Yes. It's fun. I have to say that that um, was the first, um, probably the very first time that I woke up. I was 
I'm not even going to tell you what I used to be, but I shifted. I went, I turned into a uh, environmentalist, tree hugger, animal lover, and compassionate person mm -hmm. from completely the opposite side of the spectrum. So, um, but you have to, you know, it's not for everybody. You, you, you don't want to do it if you're un emotionally unstable because it can take you down to a negative place. Um, you want to make sure that you're a safe environment and you're, you're actually um, in a good state of mind when you do right. that. That's why, that's why you want to go to a dead concert. <laughs> a lot of people are doing ayahuasca journeys to, to discover themselves and the magic mushrooms. I'd have to say if you go more on more of the natural side, you're going to have a much better experience. I, uh, the book series, Carlos Castaneda mm -hmm. book series, really changed my life. About a guy in the 60s who went to Mexico to find this shaman they called him a seer and uh don juan had, don juan yeah you read it oh yeah yep he went on peyote journeys and uh magic mushroom things and that uh and then after a while he taught him how to get how to reach those higher states without the drugs um, and that's the goal so uh you know. what do you think happened to carlos castaneda his death was kind of mysterious i don't even know about the death really he, he just wandered off into the desert one day. Hmm. And nobody saw him again for like two years. And then he found his body sitting under a rock. He was ready to go on. Hmm. He was ready to leave this world. Interesting. He knew it wasn't real. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, that LSD does. I think whether you have a bad trip or a good trip, you, you can't <laughs> avoid the fact that your mind is creating the reality that you're experiencing after right. doing that. Right. You realize how much your brain is controlling everything, you know, in your senses. Yeah. And I got to tell you something. Most people who have never done any kind of psychedelic drug will not really not get anything that we're talking about. They won't get that God consciousness is in everything. They won't get the sp spirituality versus religion. They really have this block. Um, and they'll, they just won't get you. They won't understand. People that I've met that have done something at least once in their life totally get it. Yeah. So, and this, you know, they've been, we've learned this in the sixties, um, with, uh, uh, Terrence McKenna and Alder Huxley, I think his name was, who, who created LSD. And they've been telling us through other experiments that um, that it uh, it's consciousness expanding, heightened awareness, that you can achieve heightened awareness through that. And they did lots of uh, sitting room exper experiments with that. People were really waking up and seeing the unity in all things. And that's what it, the first thing that I'll do for you. And once you see that, you can't go back to the way things are. Once you actually see and feel your connection to everything, you never go back. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's also, I, I mean, one, one of the things that I've become big on, like for, for my listeners who don't want to go out and drop acid, <laughs> um, you know, um, like meditation is a good tool to also connect. Like you said, um, Another one that I found like as sort of a shortcut similar to drugs is binaural beats because you can just change 
um, the brain waves in your brain by putting on some earbuds and playing one frequency in one ear and another frequency in another ear, and it is freaking yeah. weird. <laughs> well, there's one thing. There's well, there's one thing I got to tell you about that. I have seen a lot of companies market certain things a lot, like binaural beats, topical stickers you can put on your arm for enlightenment. <laughs> now, the masters have said um, that you're never going to find enlightenment through electronic or or topical products. Mm-hmm. It's not That doesn't work that way. So just be careful that you're not, don't think that that's it, that you just put on some headphones and you're going to be enlightened and you're going to reach a more awakened state. You're just talking about stereo. And I understand that there's certain beats to it and it helps to bring wave function, everything like that. But true, true, true awakening comes from meditation, connecting with God, um, not through any kind of human made device. Right. But see, the way I look at it is, This is a technology that's been used for thousands of years by monks. The singing bowls, the chanting Om. I mean, Om is is like the most, you know. You know, sound is, yeah, sound can absolutely help you uh, do that and achieve higher meditative states, I agree. But that's different than binaural beats. I think binaural beats are just a uh, modern version of, of it. Could be. Because my friend who who makes a lot of these, he, you know, he goes back to like you know the monks and and stuff like that. Pick figures out what frequencies they're chanting at and reproduces them to get the same effect. Who who's that? Who's your friend? Damien Keller. Okay, I've heard. Of him. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, we, I have some on my website. You can download okay. them and listen to them. They're very basic, but man. I think they're powerful. I think they're almost as powerful as as doing well, drugs. I, I think that's that's interesting to hear that, and I might have a a little bit of a biased view on it because I worked for um, Bill Davis, who created Holosync, mm-hmm. and uh, and I didn't see him uh, living his truth that he right. teaches. Very much the opposite. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like ah. I know a beast doesn't seem to be working for him. Although he may not ever even use it. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's true. Or, you know, I'm not saying one of the things that's also important, with even with meditation, is intention. You have to have the right intention. If the intention is not there, then I don't believe that any technique will work. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I agree. Because because the intention is the your intention is the guidepost. That's the direction. That sets your direction. And if you don't have the right direct, like like the binaural beats is the vehicle, but intention is the direction that you're going to go in. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, some people love it and it resonates with them. For me, uh, chant uh, listening to Tibetan chants or uh, Hindu um, sacred chants, things like that. Um, they really work well for me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of like the basic traditional stuff. So, if I'm going, if I'm going to use sound at all mm-hmm. in my meditation and get warmed up, I use it to get warmed up. 
there's something that I really had a great experience with is Vipassana. It's a 10-day silent meditation retreat right. in California. Yeah, those are fun. Ten days, yeah. I, I highly recommend doing it because um, for me, it taught me what true meditation was. It, it, I realized that for years, I haven't been truly meditating. I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. And I went there 10 days for a silent retreat, and we sat there, and I didn't actually achieve true meditation until the ninth day. Wow. And then I was like, wow. That's how long it took me to actually get there. Um, and that's what their goal is. They want, there's no eye contact, no speaking. You're by yourself. You have your own room. And you do that. Uh, and then they teach you that this Buddhist meditation technique, which is very effective. And some people get it sooner than later. Some people mm-hmm. don't get it at all. Come back. I got it on the ninth day. That's I got cool. it. I, like, I get it now. Like, I, I finally realized this is what the masters have been telling us. This right. is what meditation is. Right. And that's so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, really about quieting the mind. So sound can, yeah, there's a point you want to turn it off completely because mm-hmm. you don't want to create mind chatter from it. Say, oh, that's a nice tune. Then create just created some mind chatter. Right. It's going to hold you back from true meditation. Right. See, I've experimented with all these different things. I've I've done the the long silent retreats, and I've had mm. a result from it. You know, I mean, it was you know definitely like the mind stopped, and it was pretty cool, and it was weird and and stuff. Uh, I've done the drugs, which which was even again that was different. It was just you know all of a sudden I realized, oh shit, all this crap's in my head is not real, you know. So which was another different perspective. Um, the binaural beats is strange because that kind of makes me feel like not like I'm not so much my body, you know, I feel more like an entity. And then the most powerful experience that I've ever had was an epileptic seizure where I had a seizure and I was out for about 30 minutes. And that was like a near death experience where, I mean, I was completely far outside of my body and I could see the, you know, basically the entire universe you know, mm. um, right. so so all these things are really fun and, and, and great to experience, yeah, yeah. and 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 they all offer different insights. I think, at least for yeah. me, from for me, I've gotten different insights from each of these different experiences. Yeah, I you reminded me of an experience I had that was really profound, and I um that I was um in a dream state that I went, I just completely went into this connection with the universe. It was in my sleep and I went and I was one with all of it. I don't know why or how that happened from probably from when I was meditating a lot, but it got, it was so noisy. I could hear every voice, every thought from everybody on the planet and the entire universe. And it was too much. I was like, I don't want to be God. Please don't do this. And then as soon as I said that, I jumped back into my body and I opened my eyes and it was so quiet in my room. I looked around at my lamp, my desk, and I'm like, oh, thank God I'm back on earth. I was really happy to have the silence, to be just, I mean, listen to that right now. It's quiet. It's a blessing to be alive on earth and have that, that sound right there. So and I and that's kind of really woken me woken me to being happy here. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> oh, the other place, 
too much. See, me, it was but the simple. opposite. I didn't want to come back. Yeah, but uh, this is really simple. I, I was out there. I mean, I was like, oh, this is so cool, man. <laughs> I was completely digging it. And, and, uh, and then I heard my wife yelling at me. She's yelling, Gary, come back to me, Gary, come back to me. Oh, and right. I was like, shit. <laughs> I gotta go back. Can't ditch the wife. <laughs> yeah, we were in, we were in different realms. Like, there's so many different places. I went to a place that was so noisy. So yeah, we were in different realms. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of sound and a lot of color, but in the very center of it, it was perfect. Mm. It was. Yeah, I was just so. It's undescribable. You can't put it into words. You know, you have to yeah, yeah. have these yeah. experienced it that. that Explain, you know, to understand. Yeah, them. being, being the light, being, being, and um, you know, there was no time. Back. You know, it felt like yeah. a couple right. seconds, but it was like over a half hour. It was just incredible. Right. right. No, I totally understand. Yeah, you're you were gonna merge back with the source, and then there is no time. There is no, there's nothing you need to be, and no place you need to go. And then when you get back here, but you know, we, what's part of the game? Right. You get to to experience time and physicality, which is fun. Right. And what all these experiences have, have for me have taught me is I don't have to really take any of this seriously. Mm. You know, right. yeah, I need to, you know, it's, it's a good idea for me to be a good person and not create bad karma and hurt people and, and, and not do any harm, you know, or at least try to. I mean, we all do unintentional harm because we're, very limited in what we can do. Um, and it also helps me too to be compassionate because I have realized that other people can't help what they necessarily are doing too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it sounds like that's where you're really kind of coming from. Yeah. And the ma I like to try and just have fun and be happy with it and laugh a lot. The masters always try to make jokes of things and just see the, the humor in all of it. Um, Einstein was very funny. <laughs> My mom worked for him. No way. Why? I'm from Princeton, New Jersey, originally. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, she used to split atoms. <laughs> she did. He was all. I, I remember. Was, I remember going there as a kid. Like it was a, the way we got into the lab was there's a, a a an observatory like a sky observatory. You go in there and you take this elevator down into these tunnels and the underground. They had a, a lab and that's where they were splitting the atoms and measuring, you know, the output. And they were also working on um, fission where they were trying to put them back together. Well, there's the answer to free energy when we eventually figure it out. But um, fusion. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say Einstein and Mark Twain were always cracking jokes. <laughs> I would love to know those guys. Kurt Vonnegut, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, these are some of the great minds of our time have um, given us so many gifts. Um, and I put a lot of quotes of, of a lot of these great men and masters and women on my Instagram page. I was going to plug that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, Three Magic Words movie is uh, the Instagram, but um, all the quotes are up there, just all about the truth of who we are and um, how to think on this planet. Awesome. So before we wrap this up, where yeah. can my listeners find you, find your book, find your movie, find your Instagram? 
Yeah. So three magic words movie.com is the uh, the movie. Instagram is uh, hashtag three magic words movie. And the book is at uh, fantasticadventuresbook.com. Awesome. I'll send me those links and I will post those in the notes of this episode. So that way, when my listeners are listening, they can uh, buy your book, watch your movie, and hang out on your Instagram page. Thanks. Um, I this is really a great experience. I didn't. It went to places I never expected. Really, <laughs> I appreciate. It. Thank you. <laughs> I guess it, it did okay for not feeling so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, you, the, uh, the water is helping. <laughs> I'm drinking water, and it's definitely making me feel better. Oh uh, yeah, right. Coffee. Yeah, yeah. I was drinking coffee all morning. I have to lay off that and I'll drink the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the things I like about uh, planet Earth is coffee, I have to admit. I do too. I drink about, <laughs> norm, on a normal day, I probably drink about 20 cups of coffee. That's more than me. Really? Uh, I, I just do it if I want to focus, uh, if I really want to focus on something. That's for me. Wow. It helps. But, you know, there's there's a time that just you don't want to do anything in extreme, and I, I take it in moderation. Yeah. I drink a lot of coffee in the morning and a lot of tea at night. And then water during the day. Mm. That's my secret to immortality. immortality. Yes, that's why I can die, have an alibi experience, and come back. Right, you're already immortal. That's true. Your, your consciousness is. It's true. It's pretty yeah. cool. And uh, I'll meet you in the next uh, dimension. I'll be I'll there. If I'm not, another podcast. If I'm not already there right now, since time doesn't exist. That is true. Very good. <laughs> well, hang on, man. I just got to play the outro. All right. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you loved what you listened to, don't forget, rate, review and subscribe.